welcome to Biff, a podcast where we talk about superhero TV and movies and other superhero-related things. I'm Dan Morin, and I am joined by my co-hosts on this fantabulous panel of ours, John Moltz. Dan, I'm, I'm tripping balls. <laughs> oh, you I bastard. had a bet at which, who would say it first. I was, so glad I, I was so glad he picked me first, because I, I knew you were going to use it. I almost said it. <laughs> I almost said it in my intro, and then I skipped it. Guy English is also here. Hi, Guy. I'm going to jump us into the middle of nowhere, and we're going to stay there. <laughs> Until we sort this out. Uh, You're my Fitz. You're my Fitz guy. Oh, man. Oh. I love you, Gemma. I don't, I don't want to get in between this. Um, if you are just joining us, this is the second episode of our new show, Biff, which grew out of the Speed Arrow cast, a show in which we recapped the TV show Arrow. We've now moved on to greater and greener superhero pastures. Can't be greener. Can't be greener. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no more Touché. green. Touché. <laughs> uh, wider. Just wider no. pastures. In terms of green, it's like Spinal Tap level green. There's no more <laughs> black. More green. There's no, no more, more green. green. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, this level of green goes to 11 sheepier pastures um so we are currently covering the season six run of agents of shield and we will be doing a recap on this week's episode shortly uh just uh as long as we're here though i want to let you know that we um we will have our usual segments later on in the show including our letters page and our superhero sweep segment if you happen to be skipping through those i don't know why you would but if you do uh, just stay tuned for the end of the show where we have a very special announcement, a long-awaited announcement. I know it's the second episode, but it's a long-awaited. You're going to want to hear it. So uh, come back come back around after that. Uh, but for now, we will jump into our recap of this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, which is uh, Season 6, Episode 3, Fear and Loathing on the Planet of Kitson. And uh, Guy English will be bringing us this recap. So, as we recall, last week, and about a minute and a half ago, our gang of heroes were shivved by one of their friends, and they landed in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this episode wow. opens up with a, with a bounty hunter-looking guy, uh, and he's looking at uh, files of uh, Emu and Fitz. And, uh, e- emu? Tell- emu here's, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> He's getting called Emu this entire thing because if you try to type Enoch into notes, it will not work. <laughs> so now, so now he's Emu, and you, we're gonna run with it. All right, unless I remember oh, Canon. Unless I remember to like change it my face in my head, my head face. Um, <laughs> anyway, th- that uh, man, I love that opening shot. I love the music. I love the neon of it. Felt great. It had like a little uh, Tron vibe. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. Loved everything yeah, about it. Right. Uh, so this bounty hunter guy is off to go capture our heroes. Um, back on the ship, Gemma, Daisy, Daisy, and our shieldlings are having an argument about uh, Gemma having stuck them there. Uh, and the dude, what happens is uh, they get on the, the view screen with the dude from that episode of uh, The Next Generation where Riker needs to get the records of the lost Vulcan ship. And uh, he gives him a really hard time about the, getting the forms and like organizing everything. I think my notes, man, that, that my, is, my notes say deep, deep, deep for that callback. My notes say Gemma and Co. go to bureaucracy planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the exact same thing. Like, anyway, whatever. Guess what? This has a Star Trek theme recap to it. Um, uh, you know the guy I'm talking about, though. I know, I know exactly yeah, the guy you're talking guy. about. Of course, yeah. John. Those jokes are for you. I, f- I can't remember the race. Can you remember the race? I don't think so, no. But they're kind of, they're like smart level pack-led. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, they look like they look a bit like pack lids, but they're it's not, like if not pack like, legs were like you know uh, red tape kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're 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 the galaxy's bureaucrats. Yes, exactly. Anyway, Which is so racist. It's so racist. Yes. But, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. They're so yeah. much more than that. They're artists, and um, they're and dreamers. many of them lovers. Many <laughs> of them. Yeah. <laughs> or else they just wouldn't be here to show their art. Exactly. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, that's pretty much true of any race, but. Right. Anyway, so a bureaucratic packlet guy uh, has basically demands to come on board because somehow the ship that they're on got entered into the system and all the forms must be filled out and they must be inspected. Uh, Daisy finally just acquiesces to this because she's sick of it. Um, Fitz and Enoch get conned out of their ship by the two dudes that they helped last week, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, we get a little exposition about some colorful little snacks that those guys are holding. Um <laughs> And uh, all they're left with is basically like a little coin, and they're told to go try to play in the casino to make some money. During the ship inspection, uh, the bounty hunter guy uh, drops in on our gang, and it's a, a fight, fight, fight. But it's not that much of a fight because it's more like target practice until uh, the big shieldling hits him in the back of the head. I finally figured out that guy's name by the end of the episode. It's Davis. Yes, he's Davis. Davis. And yeah, Piper. Yeah. You, Piper you remember that last week, didn't you? No, it wasn't I me. I did. That was oh, me. Yeah. You, okay, all right. So, uh, Davis it wasn't and, me. <laughs> and uh, Piper, my favorite trivia Piper, about... Piper, I always... I remember. I always remember Piper. I love Piper. My favorite yeah. trivia about Piper is that if you look back, Piper also plays a uh, DEO operative on Supergirl in the earlier seasons, and she actually oh. appears on both shows at the same time, Like, which <laughs> oh, was that's... super weird. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay, new rating. <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there sure yeah yeah gonna stay on target uh that's more of a continuity thing Uh, yeah i think it's a separate rating for continuity i think it's an award you get a a piper yeah i think it's continuity or some kind of award you know like it's uh like some kind of cross universe yeah tip of the hat you get a piper the crossover oh yeah so okay you got a crossover thing yeah okay but we should write that down. Anyway, yeah, well, somebody should because we're going to forget. I got, I got a pencil. I got a piece of paper here. Oh, okay. yeah, that, that'll easily get remembered. Here we go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so our gang <laughs> basically get the, gets the tip. After capturing this guy, they basically get the tip that uh, Fitz is on Kitson. And uh, they're off and away. I've rearranged the timeline a little bit because of the way it cuts and all that, there's no point in cutting back and forth. It's just going to confuse things even more than us trying to crack some jokes. Um, back at the casino, uh, Enoch and, uh, starts doing a data impression and wins a bunch of money and, uh, <laughs> Fitz hatches like basically the classic Rain Man plan where he's going to use, uh, Enoch to win huge. And the plan works pretty great until as always happens with the Rain Man slash data gambling plan. Uh, he gets made by the guy who plays him for all he's worth and takes him because, uh, Enoch cannot read people very well. Uh, Daisy and gang catch, uh, catch up to the scoundrels who managed to steal the ship from Fitz, and they uh, they basically sh- shake him down and break some fingers until they're told that they dropped him off at uh, Kitson, where he's either in the casinos or the uh, uh, the houses of ill repute. Um, and uh, while they're there, they grab a colorful snack because they're hungry because they're running out of food on the uh, on their. Uh, on their ship. What's the name of that ship again? I keep trying to remember. It's the Zephyr. The Zephyr. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Enoch basically says that uh, so after they lose all the money, Enoch says that they could work at the brothels to make some money because, like Data, he's fully functional. <laughs> you know, I, um, I know we talked about how great the actor playing Enoch is, but I can't decide if he's episode. the MVP this week. But he because there's a lot of great stuff this week, but he is really fantastic this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, is, he shines this week. He is wonderful. I I've always appreciated him, but I've never enjoyed him. And this week, it's like, holy cow. I, well, I mean, basically, I enjoyed everybody. We'll save it to, like, get over it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Enoch says he can work in the, the brothels, which is hilarious. Uh, I like his forward thinking. He's like, well, whatever. It's fine. I can do it. Uh, <laughs> but the alternative is a game where the players are collateral and can be sold into slavery, which is, uh-oh, Enoch, because you've just ended up putting Fitz's life on the line. Uh, oh. Again, not very good people. Uh, as Daisy and Gemma appear on the scene at the casino, they start tripping balls. And uh, <laughs> screw you, John. I, <laughs> I was so happy. Oh, uh, this I loved. Like so, the last episode that I recapped was uh, where Ollie was tripping balls, and I was so excited that it was it was my turn. I think I we got mixed up a little. Oh, we did a double header or something. I don't know. Like the 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 order got off, but I landed on an episode of Shield, the new show, where everybody starts tripping balls, and I could not be happier. Did you notice that Dave, Daisy Eason says, I'm tripping balls? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's why loved I thought it. it was so funny. I was so, cracking up. I Like last night, I just, <laughs> I, st- I watched late last night. I had a bunch of stuff to do and to unwind, like past midnight. I started watching this episode and I, I cackled out loud, which is like uncommon for me. And certainly in past midnight. Um, it was perfect. You're very serious after midnight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, because you're a night walker well don't uh, the rule about guy is you don't make him watch tv after midnight (laughs) that's it yeah (laughs) don't feed him (laughs) because that's his food yeah that's my my green food anyway i love the crosstalk i love that they were like basically trying to pretend that each of them are holding it together and they ended up counting down (laughs) to say which is immediately you know how screwed up you are to have to say like we're going to count down and then admit that we're screwed up like that that notion by itself is an indicator that you are really not good like that you've both agreed to like yeah okay we're gonna have to deal with this anyway daisy tripping balls i that's that's our next (laughs) t-shirt That yeah, might yeah. actually be our the next planet Kitson. The planet Kitson tripping balls, tripping balls, <laughs> tripping balls yeah. since 2019. Quick, yeah. <laughs> quick, be tripping balls. F- anyway. FYI, I just want to note here. I had the the Wikipedia uh, entry for Shield up, and it lists all the directors and writers. Uh, two weeks from now, the episode is written by George Kitson, which makes me wonder mm. what did that oh. guy, what does that guy do that they decided this was the planet <laughs> they were going to base on him? Right, right. That's is that right. guy like notorious there's, in the writer's There's definitely world? a story there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's a huge Hunter S. Thompson fan or something. <laughs> but I was wondering where they got that from, because Planet of Kitson is wordy. Do you know what I mean? Like It, it is, yes. Yeah, right. It's not like Las Vegas. Like, if you're in lo- loathing in Mal Plagueis. Like, I don't know. Some, some star. You know what I mean? Like, I believe make that's it sound a like Star it. Wars villain. I know, I know, I know. God, they ran out. I've been tripping balls all day, Dan. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> You're aware, yeah. Um, they adorably and hilariously slowly climb down the stairs. And all that was going through in my mind is that must be scary as hell when you're that high. 
<laughs> like all of the weird, crazy visual effects I've been doing, like to try to climb downstairs, it's got to be that's that's bravery right there. Uh, anyway, they finally make it to the bar, and uh, the girls have a good giggle about when they met, which I found really adorable. I I've been enjoying the show so far this season, but to have them uh, laugh about stuff was really refreshing. Because yep. again, yeah. we, like we had enough angst on Arrow, like it's nice that. <laughs> That they can just giggle and be like, your van stank and your hair was big and you were a nerd. And then Gemma sees a, a dancing monkey or fits on the end of her straw, which is amazing. That is amazing. Um, anyway, so basically they, they decide to retreat under a gaming table. Uh, back at the ship, the hunter escapes because Davis is equally tripping balls. Um, also, another great scene with him sitting in the so chair. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, so good. All of it is so good. The visuals are good. Anyway, I, I'm trying to stick to the facts here, but this episode is this episode is not about the facts. It is about yeah, the, it really like the, the fun and the visuals and like the, the weird stuff that's going on. That, anyway, under the table, the girls start hearing a high-pitched whistle uh, that Enoch is using to signal fits as to what he should do in the game. Uh, it's a noise audible only to human ears, so that, that even that notion cracked me up. It's like... Suddenly, there's this we're, we're the dogs of the galaxy. Yeah, well, just the notion that there's like the plot requires this weird superpower. So whatever, it's fine. There it is, not a problem. Um, anyway, after the guy next to him dies at the table, Enoch is deactivated somehow, and uh, Fitz is left to his own defenses uh, devices. Same thing, I guess. Uh, they're about to go. Things about to go very uh, badly for him as he has to basically decide what to do in a game he doesn't understand. When uh, Enoch falls over, giving away the, 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 the fact that he's the work of Dr. Sung. <laughs> um, he starts emitting a siren audible only to heroes. Uh, heroes humans. Well, guess yeah, what? Or both. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, and the guards are summoned to the room, which is locked. Uh, the girls are hiding under the table. and they, they hear the siren and they manage to piece together that it's some kind of secret signal. Which I thought was remarkably good logic for... People that are that screwed up. I just, I just want to comment. There's one shot there, which is amazing, mainly because there's a bit where they're both going to, like, they realize they need to get out from under the table. And, mm-hmm. you know, they go for the, the cheap <laughs> laugh, which is good, of them both standing up and whacking their heads <laughs> on the, the table. Time. But the fact that they play the music at the same time, that's like, the like oh, it's action time. We're getting dramatic. serious mus- dramatic yeah. music yeah. is perfect. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of really great choices. One thing I didn't mention is that when um, uh, Daisy goes to find uh, uh, Simmons under the table, it's just her socks feet yeah. sticking out from it. It's yeah, like, right, right. Uh, it's just perfect. Like, she's so screwed up. Like, the, the shoes are just... They're gone. They're just gone. Doesn't want to do with the shoes, you know? <laughs> and, they're, and they're under... They're going like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah. And she, she sees it and she tries to act cool, which is very much in my kind of move, just try to act cool. And she's like... Don't worry, I've got this. And then just climbs under the table with her. It's perfect. It's perfect. Anyway, uh, back in the room, uh, Fitz manages to reboot Enoch. And he explains to Fitz that while he's an anthropologist, there are uh, another set of his people, chromatographs, whatever they're called, uh, that are coming to get him and Fitz. And they are the hunters who, ta-da, happen to walk into the casino at the exact same time, shooting the way in, just as our gals are crawling out from under the table. Uh, Enoch is all dejected now that he's been rebooted Uh, and Fitz works to free them by using the blood of the dead card player which I 
and <laughs> which is another awesome touch that I love. <laughs> it's just so... like dry, he's using he's like has, somehow has gotten the arm off. <laughs> he's gotten the arm off. And it's just like he's just severed the guy's a, arm. It looks kind of like rubbing it around yeah, the door. It's like it's like you got the arm off the floor from the cantina scene. Because it happens off camera and it is perfect. Like the, he's told that, like I don't know, the blood is seventy five percent sulfur or something. That's why it stinks. And uh, right. you know, Fitz jumps into chemistry science nerd thing, and he's going to go grab the thing. And somehow off camera, he has severed him, this guy's arm from his body, <laughs> which is hilarious. Anyway, and then he's. He's using it like a paintbrush. Yeah. He's not like getting blood out of the arm and then putting it on the thing. He's just using the severed arm to like form the the shape that he's going to burn out. Anyway, it's perfect. Um, Enoch is depressed until uh, Fitz sincerely tells him that, yes, he is, in fact, his best friend. His uh, Enoch all episode has been sort of uh, doing the uh, the sad robot Tin man, nobody loves me, kind of thing. Uh, and this finally, finally, he believes in Fitz, and that gives him new purpose in life. And Enoch is there to help him, and he lights up somehow. I didn't know he could do this either, but basically, he he turns his fingers into uh, matches, I guess, and like lights the sulfur, and the door starts burning. Uh, back at the casino. Uh, Daisy engages uh, these hunters, and it is a great fight, fight, fight. It is amazing. Uh, I am willing to give that she's that awesome at fighting just because she's like auto mode, you know? Mm-hmm. But she's still kind of getting her like knocked around. At one point, she ends up on a table and yeah. spinning. Yes. And yeah. it is the, like, her expression is the best. She's kind of like, oh, that's weird. Like, she's, it's almost it, like it's, she can't tell if the room is spinning or the table's spinning. It's very, or, um, like, it's very drunken master. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Good point. Uh, anyway, uh, Gemma has managed to duck out, and she goes to confront the, the game master who's standing in front of the door. She's uh, it's, uh, Enoch and uh, what's his name? Fitz are trapped in. Uh, but he basically just says that she's that, up that guy's got she's pe- that guy's got my nomination for this week's Biff though because he's the, yeah. like lady <laughs> just just yeah. go. Yeah, right. He's like he's very he's not mean. He's just very no. sensible about everything. And he's yeah. got the bit yeah, where he's yeah. like, how do you know your husband's back here? And she's got, I can't, I didn't even get a chance to write down the whole line, but it's like a secret signal. Only I can hear sent by a dolphin. Don't <laughs> see something. It's just perfect. And he's like, lady, you've been hiding under the game. Like from his perspective, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, been, he's been working hard. Lay off the puffs. Exactly. <laughs> he's been working hard. He was like, he was managing the game. Things were going well. A robot showed up, and now this crazy lady's trying to get in the door, and he's just having a bad evening at work. Uh, but anyway, it's perfect. You got to lay off the puffs, lady. Yeah, lay uh, off the puffs, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the door explodes outwards, uh, which is, I don't know how that works, but I don't care because it's awesome. Uh, knocking him down, and uh, Fitz sees Gemma, but he's quickly grabbed by a hunter and whisked away via teleport. And Gemma is just left standing there. Uh, I guess Enoch comes out, tells her that she's not supposed to be there. And the button on the episode, uh, Evil Phil does some kind of atmospheric test and reveals a bunch of hotspots on the Earth. He leaves saying, I've seen worse. Seen better, uh, seen worse, yeah. That's it. Seen better, seen worse. Let's go make a mess. 
So that's the that's the recap. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what's funny? This episode was 100 percent about tripping balls, and I used that phrase less than the last time when. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when it was just more the, uh, like a, a hallucinant. I, I agree. This show, this episode starts a little on the slow side, but like, yeah, once right. it gets into gear, it just does well, not stop. Well, just when when they start tripping balls, yeah, but, no, every, everything at that it point just completely turns at that point. It's a it's a fine episode before that, yep, but a yeah. little bit just like like ordinary, yeah. And then <laughs> it's like, oh boy. But I mean, even before, even before that, we get this like we get a wonderful conversation with um, that sort of starts ramping into it with Enoch and Fitz, where Enoch is talking about him being his best friend. And he's like, yeah. you know, I, I think, you know, I've come to see you as my best friend. And there's a quote in here I looked up because it was on the um, it was on uh, IMDb when I uh, when I was looking about it. And he talks about like. You know, I'm aware of instances where best friends have committed lawless acts together. And Fitz says, exactly. And then he says, even murder. And it's like, what? What? That is a really worrying thing to accept. And it I, is, it's perfect that he tries to talk him down. He's like, yeah, that's great. Because he, he wants to use him to go and like uh, gamble, basically. And then when he realizes just how far that could go, he's like, whoa, no, like, just yeah. stop. Right, and I, every you know we have not learned a lot about Enoch as a character. He's been much more of a plot device, yes. and I think in this in this episode they really have started to shift him into being a character in his own right. Mm-hmm. With um, <laughs> uh, with all that, with his bluffing, yeah. There's another good one where he's like, you know, Enoch claims he's like, oh, I found us, a, you know, I found us another friend. <laughs> And it says, oh, he's not our friend. And Enoch says, not with that attitude. You know, like, yeah, just the, so the other naivete and delivery, like deadpan delivery is just yeah. fantastic. And he really, yeah. he really, like, he is firing at all cylinders in this episode. I even like that greasy guy who is going to be Enoch's good fr- uh, yes. like, best friend. Like, he's not doing anything. He doesn't do anything wrong the whole episode. He's not cool, but... uh it's a card game, you know? And he basically lies to him, but yeah, whatever. That's right. part but of the thing. And, right. like, when confronted on it, he's like, yeah, yeah, 100%. I could. Yeah. You're really good yeah. at cards. You're not good at reading people. Like, it's it's right. not. There's no animosity in him. He's not trying to screw anything up. He's yeah. just like, well, right. you used your talents and I used mine. And then <laughs> Daisy ends up hitting on him at one point. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I guess uh, yeah. Gemma goes to hide under the table. And Daisy doesn't notice. And then this guy sits next to her. And so she ends up, like, rubbing his hair, saying that, like, <laughs> yeah. they feel like part of the same cosmic entity or something. And he, he just looks at her. And uh, I forget his line, but it's something like, it's like your ship of mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way, your ship of mine. Which is funny. And then she leaves. But it's not like it, he's he's a sleazy-looking dude. But he doesn't actually do anything that sleazy. Right, and right. I, I kind of like that too. Like it's supposed to be a wretched hive of scum and villainy, but none of these yeah. people are acting actually. No, I know none of them are like super bad. No, other it, than I know. mean, other than killing that one kid. <laughs> but I mean, hey, he got well, it. Part of threatening to enslave, threatening to enslave them. <laughs> okay, yes, that's. Oh, sorry, I was laughing again about the don't get a fourteen, and he's like, why? Uh, what? And then, why? like, and then yeah. like minutes later. Like, <laughs> shot and just fits his expression of like the yeah what? oh my god 
uh yeah a, a lot of this episode is gold um i was i kept spending the whole time kind of you know expecting by the end of the episode they would get enoch or not enoch uh sorry fitz and Gemma back together and they do and then they actually do a Almost. really nice job of snatching yeah. it immediately away yeah um and we have the whole so we're starting to get a little bit more into the plot or overarching plot of this season because we have the illusions from the bounty hunter who says who is a chronicom uh who is saying that they're out of time um and yeah. that he says he's trying to track them down for tampering love- with the universe too like so there's some yeah. starting to drop some hints about what's going on i love that turn of phrase because he says you're out of time but it feels like a threat like i'm gonna kill you oh yeah and yet the second he said that i was like there's a, there are right. multiple ways to right, interpret right. that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. not in the right time that you're supposed yeah. to Steve, Rod- Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers is a man out of time. Right, right. right. And th- doesn't Enoch, Enoch, doesn't he repeat that at the end? He says, so. oh, he well, says he you're not supposed to, Gemma, to be you're not here. supposed to be here. But I thought he then said right. you're out of time or something like that. But I, I know. Maybe, mm, I I maybe not. Maybe that was just my implication. But, like, we've got the idea that the timeline has changed. The idea is that she's not supposed to be there because they've set up this whole plan around saving them in the future right and he hasn't realized yet that they don't need to do that yes because they've already yeah. changed it right which apparently is having ripples and problems <laughs> right so that is an interesting thread that we are sort of starting to tug on mm-hmm. i i oh, like also- i like how they deal with the highness and in, in uh like they're they're walking through the hallway with the lights yeah. and they're like, <laughs> So oh good. my god wow oh. and then they cut to what it really looks like <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a bunch, bunch of lights, lights. Yeah, yeah and they're just walking really slowly it's perfect yeah. uh that <laughs> dave, mean, dave is sitting in the chair and spinning around also i i really enjoyed the fact that there's the scene where he uh sees the bounty hunter get out of the cuffs yeah. out by like contorting and he's like ah oh, it's like an assassin contortionist and piper's like sure whatever <laughs> like yeah. even though yeah it. that's literally what happened <laughs> I'm a big fan of sort of, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, like non-literal filmmaking, which is, you know, like that strap a camera to somebody's face and have them walk around. And right, right. distorted with a fisheye lens, have the, the colors do something, um, like the, the lights get all trippy. There was one point that everything was offset colored, like the RGB layers were mm-hmm. slightly off as they mm-hmm. converged into like a, a, a single image. That kind of stuff, like the stuff that you could do on, well, I'm going to say on film, but visually in, in video, is amazing. And a lot of it doesn't get played with because it's so trippy that it's hard to wrap your head around. And this kind of episode is an excuse to just to go for it and to try out all those new like those effects. A lot of them, uh, when she's wandering around the casino, a lot of that was taken literally from uh, the film adaptation of uh, Feel Loathing. In right, Las including Vegas. she does a voiceover at one point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like uh, I just got hit on by an alien at a bar, and like that. But like that whole thing is right out of that that movie. Um, and a lot of that took earlier from. Uh, well, man, what's that Scorsese movie? Uh, mean Streets. Mm. Uh, with the the camera strapped onto Harvey Keitel as he moves around through a party, and he's he's tripping balls. Um, <laughs> he really is. Like that's the classic. <laughs> just look it up. The Scorsese. <laughs> Harvey Keitel, tripping balls. If you type that in, I guarantee you, you'll get. You'll, here's the thing: I guarantee you, you'll get some video. No guarantee <laughs> what the worth, content worth is. Worth my while. Yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, I, I loved it, and the fact that they indulged themselves with this episode, I, I loved. I really, really did. Yeah. yeah. There, uh, yeah. 
Another favorite bit is, uh, of course, uh, Davis shooting the uh, the bounty hunter as he warps away. And not only shooting part of the ship, which is important, but Davis is so convinced that he, he's like, you've got him, like vaporized him or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, the confidence that he's displaying is yeah. pretty fantastic. I do like, I, again, I like that everybody's basically a good person. Yeah, yeah. Well... I mean, no, maybe the like, bounty the bounty hunter is not necessarily. Well, but we no, don't know okay, what his I, we don't know what his we don't know what his motives are yet yeah, because he was a chronicom. Still. He is like enforcing maybe right. just the order of the galaxy time, or whatever the time lords. The time lords, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. The time right. lords, yeah. Rip Hunter, <laughs> yeah. Rip, Rip, Rip Hunter, Hunter and uh, R.I.P. Rip his, Hunter. What's his name? The guy that's on Doom Patrol now, uh, Timothy Dalton. Ah. Uh, that's a uh, that's a deep oh, Doctor yeah. Who cut. Yeah. <laughs> right. What I mean by what I mean by good is generally good spirit and good nature. You know, like he wasn't angry that the guy got he like he just even though they're all screwed up, they still like he's excited about his animal crackers. Yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> is the sponsor of today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> animal crackers are so popular that like, you know, you gotta have them on your spaceship that's traveled way into the future and started into space. That is that is the a snack fit for gods, especially when you're tripping balls. <laughs> really bring you back down to earth. Right. Um I wanted to they the um as I was watching this week's episode and thinking a little bit about the production values, which are very good on this show in general, but at the same time, it is clear that when they stretch themselves to going to like the oh, science yeah. fiction extremes, like it's the, the seams start to show a little bit, but it's yes. it's not bad, but it's like it's kind of funny to me because I was thinking about comparing it again to some of the shows that we have covered in the past where the cw shows i think their day like this the shield stretching itself to this limit is like the cw shows just like at normal operating level (laughs) where it's like the cw shows feel like they're always straining a little bit at the scenes to show off superhero stuff and on shield it's only like only when they're really pushing themselves does it feel like that they they've actually started to hit the upper limits it's like shield trying to be like I, a a an a level like sci-fi show i sort of i feel like but i but feel like works. they make different decisions i feel like yes, they make I a guess. lot of you know because because i think they spend more on special effects as in like cgi stuff on agents of shield mm-hmm. and then they spend less on set production because the <laughs> the casino was not very no. <laughs> elaborate but that's, I meant to say I mean, last like, week. Like, when they're walking down the stairs, there's those were just like oh yeah, like they were in like some that's just on the factory set. something. Like, you know, I mean, I'm sure I, it was a set place, but I, all they did was like make a staircase out of wood. Yeah, right. But I feel no, like no, that's very what I mean. I mean, I don't mean it. that's I don't mean that's on a set. I mean that just is that's how you get around the set. Probably. Like, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. But that's the back. Like, that's the background. That's the back, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they're very strategic about the stuff that they do pick, though, because they realize yes. that it's the stuff that people are not going to be paying attention to mm-hmm. in those shots. And they and they feel like if we we make it big in other places, it, yes confuses in a way it confuses yes. it's like a trump toy you know like it confuses yourself enough that your eye enough that you're like oh this is a <laughs> this is yeah. a really expensive show yeah right. one of, so one of my can, favorite like, things in, we can it, film this in in a in a car lot and <laughs> right. did uh i did I do a sponsor last week i can't remember uh, i believe you did i believe it was yeah. um oh i've forgotten but it should be in the in the show notes yeah. from last week. One, one, of, one of our dear readers uh, actually said that he bought a copy of Dan's book because he didn't think my sponsors were legitimate. 
And I'll have you know, thank you for buying Dan's book. The sponsors are legitimate. I just keep all the money. But <laughs> last week, FYI, guy was Portal Spray. Portal Spray was your Portal last Spray. Week. Okay, that's the one I went with. Because my one of my alternatives uh, was <laughs> the the switch that uh, Gemma flips to jump into hyperspace. <laughs> Is like made out of cardboard from like a grade five art class. It is like the cheesiest looking switch. You see it again at the beginning of this episode, which is why I was like reminded of it. It's basically cardboard that's been like spray painted silver and it's got like a big, big red like knob on it. It is. It's that horrible. is the like, finest what? switch cardboard can buy, my friend. Like, why does mm-hmm. your ship jump with this knob that's red? Like, what? none of it makes any sense. And uh, I, it, I found it endearing because at that time, you were supposed to be looking at her giving her performance and like the dramatic moment between her and uh, right. her and Daisy. Yeah, <laughs> but for whatever reason, I just happened to look where her hand was and like that's it's red and it's very clear that you're flipping that switch. But man, that looks like it's just going to fall off in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Um. That, that said, this episode aces. I, this episode, the, 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 the conversation they have under the table is great. Yes, and, and even though they're so they're so blasted <laughs> that it's that it's very ridiculous um, and funny at the same time is you know from the heart and yeah um, helps develop the, both the characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that when she said that Daisy's had such bad luck in that department. Like, oh my god, magically, uh, Daisy yeah. has a sad little look on her face, and I I anticipated. It a poor reaction from that character, but because they were just having such a good touchy feely moment, yeah, she was like right. genuinely like, Oh, oh, thanks. And thanks for saying that I'm so strong now. Like <laughs> it was awesome. I, I loved every moment of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the beginning they come and they go, they're in the bar after they're like completely like affected by the puffs. And she's like, what are we doing here? We must be here for a reason. We are here for a reason. Ladies. Night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Even just the visual shot as they like haul themselves up the bar right. is pretty fantastic. I mean, full, a full credit, I think, to both um, both of the, uh, uh, the oh god, now I'm blanking on the actress names, uh, Elizabeth Henstridge and um, Chloe Bennett. Chloe Chloe Bennett, yeah, Chloe Bennett. For, yeah, yeah, for this week because I think they really like mm-hmm. it's it's just nice to see them both have a opportunity to cut loose a little bit. Um, and the and the and who, whoever plays Davis, like I'm, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I, he's yeah. got. A, I've seen his name in the credits. It's really long and kind yeah. of Russian. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. Um, but yeah, and, and you know what? I know we keep calling them shitlings, but uh, we'll get their names now that they're actual people of consequence yes. on the yeah, show. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll Max, get there. Maximilian yeah. Ozinski. Uh, oh man that's awesome uh, that's a great I, name i was gonna say that <laughs> it's a nice to have the two of them like it's a very uh i feel like mostly a very positive bechdel test moment for the two of them um of you know they do bring up fits and they talk a little bit about daisy's love life but a lot of it is right. just them reminiscing about the two, like yeah it's it's about their it, it becomes more about their friendship right exactly and that's something we have seen over the develop over the past but it's nice to get a, like an overt tip of the hat to it um right. and they do they both do a nice job with that i also love i do love the scene at the end where they're fighting all the chronicoms who've come in and and it's literally simmons holding daisy's arm <laughs> trying to shoot people <laughs> point it in the right blast. direction yeah uh that's a great a great shot very nice that's moment. perfect and so y- yes they were talking about fits but 
part of that is situational, right? Like they're sure. they're they're there to basically save the princess who happens to be Fitz in this case. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know where to take that. <laughs> Clearly, it doesn't fit the the, the the test, but you know, the test is supposed right. to be a vague thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's a good strong moment for both of those women. And um, this episode directed by, uh, I guess you could arguably call him uh, television royalty, Jesse Bochco, son of Stephen Bochco, who is the producer of Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, Doogie Howser, NYPD Blue. Uh, oh, and you know what? He was EP. He got an early start as an EP on uh, Time Traveling Dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he was there for the first <laughs> season. After episode three, he uh, yeah he kind of jumped. It needed a little um a little a little attention, a little punch up. So you got to yeah yeah you got to bring somebody you got to bring a pro in on that. Yeah, let's go. Uh, all right. I, I would argue the time traveling dad was fine from the beginning, but whatever. Okay. I, I, I know no, no, you, like, I know you would it was, but what we know to be fine, like you know how the network some some they get cold feet. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He was the warm bathtub. It was, the net- yeah. It was the like, network could put their cold feet in. It was like bringing in seven of nine. <laughs> yes. Exactly like yeah. that. Yeah. And he looks great in a cat suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any last thoughts about this week's episode before we get on to our ritual? No? Great. Okay. No. Let us do our ritual for this week, Guy. What do you say? Um, I think... With our new rating system, this is five puffs. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, We're not man. changing the rating system. It's a biff. Biff is good. John Jr. middling. Alex bad. This is a biff. This is a very strong episode. Started a little weak, but I think that was uh, uh, more Almost like a roller coaster cranking up a hill. Yeah, right, like, right. That like when right. it started they knew, going, they knew they knew what was coming. Oh, yeah, yeah that, they knew what was coming, and they like oh, that moment where where Enoch catches the puff that they throw to Fitz, uh, yeah. and is like, "This is not for you, <laughs> especially dates. not on empty." Yeah, exactly. And you're like, "Oh, that's going to be important later." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it, and it it fit within the scene that they were doing because those guys were like, "Oh man, if we can screw these idiots up, even better." Yeah, right. We'll just dump them. Like problem solved. I I loved so much of this episode. It's not even funny. It made me excited to watch the rest of this season. Uh, I've I enjoy Chilled a lot. Often I I care less about the the characters and and I don't know. Like things tend to get complicated quickly with the plotting, and I sort of feel or have felt previously more at home with the Arrow characters. This kind of episode it puts me one hundred percent in the corner. And I, I'm well, glad and, it came uh, up on the second episode yeah. of like the new show. And I and I think that what's nice about this week's episode too is it is aside from the tag at the end, it is entirely focused on mm-hmm. what we've divvied up the the cast right because we've got right. Mac and Co back on Earth, and then out here we've got Shield and or uh, Daisy and um, and uh, Gemma and uh, Davis and Piper and a little bit of Fitz and Enoch. So like. It, it's not overwhelming the number of characters you're dealing with you get to spend more time with each of them and get a little more into it rather than having to serve yep. you know seven or eight characters in every episode this, this season is only 13 episodes so they don't right. have to they're not going to split it up i assume they're not going to split it up well doesn't seem like they're going to split it up like they have in the past three two three season two seasons right hard to say 
Uh, which has been which has been done to tremendous effect. I mean, I think it's been fantastic yeah, I agree. the way they've done it, and and I have, I have advocated that other shows follow that model because so many shows seem to get lost around January. Yeah, right. This is yeah, also it feels like uh, it's almost been like uh, what are we on now? Season five of Shield? Six, six. It feels like these mean eight or nine, just the way they cut it up. Like <laughs> right, yeah, well, right, yeah, because right. there's, there's so many story different arcs. things. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a fact- uh, guy. Have you rewatched this this uh, show at all? I am going to start doing so. Yeah, I, have, I think I because I think yet, if you but... do, I think if you do, you'll become much more invested. I mean, obviously, but I think you become yeah. much more invested in the characters because I did, and now I I I love these people. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure I will. I I I don't have a negative thing to say about any of the characters. I've enjoyed them the whole time, but uh, yeah. it just wasn't like the thing is when you start watching the show to be able to comment about the characters. Uh you pick up the foibles a bit more and I just didn't have the, the bandwidth to pay that much sure. attention to this oh, show, yeah. you know, but, if, but yeah, I'll go back and rewatch it. Now that we talk about it every week, I'm, I'm certainly more invested. Well, Game of Thrones is over. So you got that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was also going to say the, um, uh, there's a whole, there is at least one series regular this year who has not even been seen yet. Three episodes in. So, oh, yeah. So that is, uh, <laughs> Oh, is he listed? He's a series regular. He's a series regular this year, and oh, he has okay. still not appeared. Um, okay. So, yeah, we'll be interesting to see how that all gets spun out. I mean, I've definitely seen him in the pro- the promos. Yeah, and um, and knew he. I, I guess his name is is at the beginning, isn't it? Uh, I should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, John. Rating. Um, this is a total flurkin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a biff. <laughs> It's a biff. It's a total biff. Uh, yeah, I think I am with both of you, and uh, I'm going to rate this a solid Enoch. Uh, I think it's... <laughs> good. Good. You know, it looks synthetic, but... It, and it, inside, it's got heart. Fully functional. It's got heart, yeah. It's fully, it's That's a, right. fully functional episode. That's right. Three for three I am, biffs. I am, I am probably... I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think I am probably the biggest fan of this show on this podcast. I think so. Oh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm up um, with you, actually. I really love this show. Okay. I, I, and I okay. have not rewatched it, but I have been really invested since... Yeah. I have rewatched it, early. and I'm thinking of rewatching it again, because I... I wow. And I was not to begin with. When it first started, the first two seasons, I was very, you know, meh. Um, I mean, I watched them all, but was kind of like mostly watching because it was tied into the marvel universe yeah yeah and in i think around the, season three not, not so anymore i mean somebody called out um, it's apparently not <laughs> somebody called out uh four thousand seven hundred twenty-two hours as the episode which kind of pivots this show which is the one where Gemma's oh, stuck on the planet um oh, yeah. which is a fantastic episode also i'll note yeah. directed by the same guy jesse bochco who directed this week's episode mm. um so yeah there's um I think that's a really great episode in which you start to get the idea that this show is capable of a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then fantastic. season yeah. four and season five, I think are both, uh, pretty, pretty amazing in terms yes, of the way that absolutely. they, they spin things. So yeah. 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 Highly recommend it. Uh, all right. That is our conclusion for our recap. Uh, we're going to jump into some, uh, superhero sweep. And this week on Superhero Sweep, as I think we promised, the uh, the finale of Legends of Tomorrow aired uh, right after we recorded last week's episode, so we hadn't had a chance right. to watch it yet, it is now concluded for the season, and with it comes some interesting changes? Uh, yeah, I guess. A, a lot has happened this season on Legends Do- of Tomorrow. <laughs> 
Do we know what? I mean, just uh, we're giving it away. But does is Zari not coming back next season? Or? I believe I have read. I think they're pulling a uh, Amara slash Charlie, which is I believe I've read she is coming back, but she is not playing that role. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, but I'm going to definitely uh, let me just double check my source on that. <laughs> and is the guy that they have playing her brother like someone who's going to carry the? I don't know. Or is it just, That's a great question. Or is it just dude. I yeah. immediately was like, I don't like you. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> just go away. I just uh, don't, I don't dislike him. It's not his fault. I know it's not his fault. But no, it's but not John Junior's fault the, either, is it? But yeah, you know, I spent right, years exactly. years hating that baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, confirmation on TV Line. Who talked to Phil Clemmer, who's the showrunner, who said Tala Ash is uh, Tala Ash. Tala Ash. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm sorry. Um, will be returning the show, but Zari will not. Wow. Huh. Okay. So unclear exactly what's happened, but you know, she did manage to save her future, which is a nice, yeah, a nice arc for that character, if nothing else. Right. Right. Um, sad for her relationship with, with Nate, Nate. Yeah. Uh, but this week's episode in particular, put a cap on what I think was, you know, I think we'd all agree. Legends had a terrible first season. A oh marginally oh, yes. <laughs> less terrible second season that started to get good about halfway through. A really good third season and yeah, uh, a pretty amazing season yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, so it, is, it has turned into one of my one of my sh- one of the shows that I when I get <laughs> when the episode is dropped, I watch it as fast as I can. Right. It's it's wonderful. Um, did so the incomparable did. Uh, and a, a speedy Arrowcast style show. I mean, they we still do one for Supergirl. Flash flamed out. Uh, but did we ever finish doing season one of Legends? No, it it died. Two or three episodes in, when we decided the show was not good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it yeah. There was Correctly a brief, at the time. There was a brief yeah. resurrection uh, that Lisa Schmeiser hosted along with me and Tony Sindelar. Um, but I think that was mainly, it was not any fault. Oh yeah, that was recently, right? Very that, recently. Uh, I yeah. think that was more a um, a function of our schedules being tricky than our dislike for the show. We we all love the show, right. but finding time to get together and talk about it proved challenging. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it managed to rebound from a, a just an, a horribly bad first season in which they could not get the tone of the show right. They could not figure out how to make these characters relate to each other. I would argue they probably had a cast that was too big. They had a terrible villain, although asterisk. Oh, my God. This yeah. week's finale contained one of the best cameos <laughs> ever <laughs> in which they had the the villain from the first season return, Vandal Savage, uh, playing Jenga with Ray Palmer in hell. And I swear to God, it took me a minute to, you know, really confirm it was the same guy. Because I, know, I, knew, so I knew right off. I knew, I knew, I knew right it off. was, but I like tell his, right de- off. his demeanor is so... It's so yeah. different. He's yeah. basically like, he comes off basically like one of the what we do in Shadows guys. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, he's so happy to be, he's like, he's like, why did I ever hate these guys? Yeah. They're so great. <laughs> It's just so what a bizarre way to, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I rehabil- rehabilitate is a strong word, but <laughs> take this yeah, character I, and actually I, make I, you I, delighted to see him. I love the way yeah. that Ray basically sums. He's like, I don't even know why I hated you guys, and Ray's like, Well, you had 
rejection issues. Like he basically just psychoanalyzes the the entire <laughs> rationale, like quote unquote, for like the entire what he was first doing season, in the first season, and basically turns him into like a small little man baby. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I really can't well, deal with that says, rejection. He I says, can't deal with rejection. <laughs> he says, ah, translation, it was about a girl. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, so that's just it. What a wonderful scene. And, and um, Brandon Ruth is, you know, as one of the few characters, we have fairly few characters who have lasted the whole run. In fact, in this last episode... Um, Sarah and Mick have an exchange about how they're the last two original legends because during this, yeah. Ray is possessed by Neron. Um, but with Ray back, that's that's three original cast members, and I think yeah. I think they are pretty clearly the strongest of the three original cast members Sarah in terms of just the well developed nature. So, well, I mean, I think I think Captain Cold would be. Yeah, Captain Cold. Right. He was he was he's a great character. Yes, he is a great. I mean, character. he could easily still be on this show instead of Mick. I mean, I don't think you need both of them necessarily. No, but, uh, but Mick Mick has managed to become a character who is went from being an incredibly one note character to yeah. I think just an amazingly another amazingly delightful character. Yeah, uh, who I never would have guessed that they could have turned him into. Yeah that sort of complex interesting because he was a one note villain right like he just yes. liked to burn yeah. stuff right right well they like to i mean burn he had good, and he steal had good stuff. reasons to burn stuff but sure yeah but so yeah he liked to burn stuff and steal stuff and in this episode they they discuss basically a heist mission to go get the uh the plans out of the vault and he just walks in it's like no oh, that was that was pregnable like, yeah right yeah it's like, that's right we, we don't have time to do that I, I well i love the economy of the plot there it's like whatever mick just goes and gets it it's fine like we don't have to worry about that because we got a theme park thing to do um my my understanding is that kitty yeah. kitty lots was uh used to be a dancer and they've been showing off a lot of that this season yeah. which i've really enjoyed uh the uh the little ad, the, the acting that they do in the big top was great. Yes, way over the top. Yep, the fake fights. Kind of like the F- fake it fits fights. perfectly with that kind of show. Uh, even Gary in this, but in that bit is the ring ringmaster or whatever. It's just it's just perfect, delightful. Yeah, like yeah, uh, Gary. I, as, I felt uh, like I felt like it flailed a little bit there. Just it did some of the like they go back and forth a little bit as to like. <laughs> I forget exactly what happens, but they they're they're trying to get the kids to clap, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then and then monsters show up, and it doesn't work. Like their thing doesn't work, and then something else happens, and then and then they do something completely different. But then they end up doing the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah in it's a basically way. the Tinkerbell solution, right? Right. Which yeah. Is like, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. So wait, it failed. It failed. It did not fail. Um, but it was fun at every step. Like. Bunch of it doesn't make sense. Like they run away yeah. from the dragon, then they run back, right. and they're doing all yeah. this stuff, and it's like, why? None it's of a this little makes weird, sense. but it doesn't matter because it's mostly fun. Yeah, um, I, I liked previously when the uh, uh, the fairy godmother was making them dance. Yeah, I, I like that. I really, really enjoyed the one where they got uh, stuck in the in IKEA. Yep, 
Yeah, oh that's my a god, episode. that was so great. Yeah, that was amazing. That was that was, like, that that is, was so good. That is such a great version of hell. It's not even. Uh, yeah, anybody yeah, who yeah. anybody in relationships. Yes, I mean, it's just anyone like a perfect metaphor for like yeah. this is this is going to be you know like you're you're in a relationship now. This is going to be your relationship. Some of this stuff is going to be stuff like going to the grocery store, stuff like going to IKEA, and you're going to need to deal with this stuff. Yeah, even like incredibly point like this show is so silly. It's got like minotaurs and doing weird stuff and like dancing dragons. And <laughs> I, all I was. Huge. But like, but it still takes the time to say like, look, we're we're about to buy a mattress, and like, look at the warranty. That's fifteen years that we're going to be sleeping together. <laughs> are we going to be? Yeah, are we going to be in right. this relationship fifteen years from now? Yeah, I, it's like that's really poignant, it, and it, yeah. it's, it's it speaks to the characters. It speaks to the uh, uh, I don't want to say severity because that's definitely the wrong word. That's <laughs> guess what? That's what? That's guess why I'm not married. Um, it, it speaks. To, <laughs> It speaks to the importance of these kind of relationships, right? That like yeah. this this yeah. is an investment in the future. I, I loved everything, everything about that episode. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and, um, I also like I the the episode where they do the book club um, mm-hmm. was particular. I, I by loved- the way, are we going to stop pretending that uh, these people don't listen to our show? <laughs> they've got they've got book clubs. They've got <laughs> tripping balls. <laughs> Come on. Everybody yeah, listens to the show. Come on. Uh, but I, I love particularly the book club episode where it's essentially, you know, Sarah, you know, trying again with the relationship, right? Trying to prove that she's she's compromising and doing stuff that Ava wants. And of course, shows up having read the book. Nobody else read the book. And Sarah's like really <laughs> into the book now. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I think this show has also developed such a strong cast of female characters in particular uh, yeah. across its roster. Including this year, I was really impressed with the work that they have done with um, Nora Dark, who is a character who yeah. started as a, you know, kind of a two-dimensional villain um, that we, you know, saw on Arrow as like a little kid and then was like, you know, kind of moved around in the time stream, etc., became a witch. Uh, and then this year, you know, is trying to redeem herself. And I think is just really, they do some great stuff with her. Or Unsurprisingly, she has great chemistry with Ray Palmer. Because those two actors are married. <laughs> oh, is so, that right? Yep. <laughs> I did not know that. I, I did not know that Which either. Which <laughs> explains why they get they do a really good job with each other. Oh, that's um, great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's... I, I really enjoy their relationship. Um, and I... Especially because Ray is so... He's such the prototypical Boy Scout, right? And the idea that... Right. He is Superman. He is an amazing yes. Superman. He's just yeah. great. And yeah. he is... I mean... The Ray Palmer here is, I think, only kind of a vague shadow of the Ray Palmer we met way back in season three of Arrow. Yeah. He's a very different character. They, they've they made him a little bit more of a caricature in terms of his, like, Boy right. Scout. He's more of a child. Yes. But you know what I still haven't great. forgiven him for? Remember when he slept with Felicity and then went around to find his super suits? <laughs> yep. You I remember t- you having a big problem with that, yep. that's yeah. for sure. You can go back in the archives in this, and I was mad about that, and I'm still mad now, but I'm but, glad but, that, but this Ray Palmer would never have done that, right? Like, that's no. the thing. He's just right. different enough of a character where it's like, yeah, yeah. he's too good to do that. Um, yeah, he would totally dote on them, like, no matter what. And like, I think that is just, an important... Yeah. Even if you're making these characters a slightly more of caricatures, like pushing them each towards like an extreme, in some ways that makes the show stronger because it gives these characters such interesting dynamics to play with. Because like pairing him up with Mick then and having them like each other, despite the fact that like one is a bad guy and one is like a really good guy, like right. 
it makes it really interesting. I, I yeah, think it, one of the things that we focused on a lot on the uh, few episodes that we did of this um, more recently was uh, the r- relationship between um, Ray and Nate, like mm-hmm. which is, I think, a pretty is, is one of the great examples of a male male friendship that is exceedingly like non toxic. Just yeah, because it's a, posi- it's a positive bro experience, basically. exactly. Like mm-hmm. they're just yeah. so delighted by each other, and they clearly love each other so much that it's just it's so rewarding to see those two characters interact and and just how much they are enthused about hanging out with each other. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, it's been yeah, uh, yeah I, and this season I think has, has overall been really great. I thought the introduction of Const- Constantine. Uh, introduction of Constantine as a f- you know member of the crew actually so worked out even better than I thought. <laughs> he's going off. I don't know because he's fine. got his own show coming up though, right? It's, maybe it's unclear right now. Okay. Uh, as, wait, okay. as Constantine or is yeah? I thought he was yeah, there, going. But I thought they were a, redoing it. There was a talk of rebooting it, um, uh. and so that may happen. But he, this entire season, he has been credited as a special appearance by Matt Ryan in every, yeah, even though yeah. he's in every single episode. Um, which is, I think, the same thing that they did with um, uh, uh, Damien Dark, uh, Neil McDonough, when he was on Arrow. He was credited, okay. even though he was in, like, every single episode. Um, so, I think they probably have some sort of big overriding deal with him because they realize, you know, this is a guy who did anchor his own show, and he has been now in several of the different shows. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to keep him on here or move him to a separate show, but I would imagine that he would might still make a few appearances on Legends tomorrow, even or Legends next season, even if he isn't a regular. Right. Yeah, he's fine. I, I just think I don't like the magic stuff. I'm like, I like Constantine as a character. I, I'm a pretty hard boiled sort of late '80s uh, Constantine sort of fan. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I've, I mean, fine. I've enjoyed it on it's this fine. show. Anyway. I like him. I've enjoyed him. I, do I want to go follow him to another show? I don't. I don't know. Like, hmm. Yeah, I like, well, the, yeah, I like I, the actor a lot. I never I mean, watched the first. I, one, I don't so. get me wrong. I like him a lot. I just don't. It's not necessarily for me. That's all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it would be intriguing to see what they would do. I, I don't think I watched most of the run of the show when it was on. It was a bigger budget show than this, uh, but Matt Ryan was unquestionably the best part of it. Um, yeah. Exactly, and, yeah. and I watched that whole show, and uh, it's tough. When it that, went off the air, I was not surprised. I'm like, yeah, well, it's it was not nice try, but yeah, it was not very well written. I didn't think they had a plot that they really knew how to hew to. Um, but yeah, he he's a great Constantine, but yeah. he may yeah. be better used in like appearing in other places. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm yeah. pretty sure Keanu Reeves isn't going to come in and replace him. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's it for now. I think yeah. he's yeah, he's got a lot of things he's doing. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say about? I know there's we could probably spend an entire episode talking. We can about spend legends. a long time <laughs> yeah. talking about this. Maybe we'll no, spend that okay. at some other point. But yeah, All right, let's move on. We got so. we have other things to discuss. We have yeah. other things. Oh, one last thing I wanted to mention in here, and something else that I don't know. We'll we'll touch on briefly. Um, the monitor appears <laughs> eating oh, popcorn yeah. in the scene, <laughs> which is amazing and just like Perfect. a great use of that character 
in a way that fits with this show as opposed exactly. to the other shows he exactly. showed up on. Yeah. Because yeah. first he shows up and he's just like, what the hell, guy? He's like shaking his head. <laughs> and then they come back to him a couple minutes later and he's just eating the popcorn. And you're like, what is this guy's deal? Hey, uh, maybe next week for the Superhero Sweep, we uh, spend a bit of time talking about the monitor, his appearance on the different shows and what we think it means. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Especially, I don't know if you guys. He's in Supergirl. He's in too, Supergirl. Right? I don't know if you guys have watched Supergirl. Uh, yeah, God, I'm no, I'm way behind us. Yeah, the. Uh, yeah, I don't his, blame you. It, a, it, it, it ends better. Like, it, it's got a real slump in the middle there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it has, started it picks, strong. It picks up it's towards the end, but it is. It, I, when it went off for the uh, mid season hiatus, it took me a while to, like, be like, all right, I'm going to pick this up and like sort of go through the last few episodes. The last few episodes are pretty good, and I th- I would like to discuss the monitor impact and and for that you should watch the Super Curl because that makes the monitor's motivations curious, much right. murkier, and I'm kind right. of curious about that. Yeah. Okay. On the other hand, we've got a long time until we have to worry about it. So. Whatever. Yeah. When you get well, there, I, maybe, maybe I just like assigning. I like assigning John homework. That's like yeah, that's apparently basically what I want to do. <laughs> well, I did my I did my Gotham homework. You did. Oh yeah. Okay. We got to yeah. do that next week. All right. Okay. Or okay. Just, you know. Wait, okay. You know, we're 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 running on time. Up. We're running out of time. All right. We got to get to yeah. we got to get to the letters page. We're burning daylight. Hold on, people. We're going to letters. Uh, all right, we have several questions this week, so we, uh, let's run through these and uh, and answer some of them. Uh, the first, our first uh, piece of listener mail comes from uh, the appropriately named Dan the Man trademark. It's not me, I promise. Uh, he's at five 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 one two three four. Dan the Man asks us, do you guys watch at the same time and live chat each other or separately and take notes? He's wondering what the superhero team dynamic is. I think uh, we, we watch separately. We watch separately. Yes. Yeah, we have, although we, we, we will frequently text each other yes. when things that are exciting happen. Which is tricky because yeah. we're all with, at different with places very, sometimes. With very uh, noncommittal remarks about stuff because we but we don't want to spoil the We respect the, uh, each other's spoiler thing, yeah. yeah. And then after right. we're sure we've all watched it, we will go. Uh, we, we, will we basically it. have a running text chat that uh, yeah. often I'll text John when he's asleep. Just because I'm an idiot. <laughs> that's, that's I hope true. you. Mu- I really hope you mute. Oh that, yeah, no, it's, I totally do. Okay, perfect. Because there is very little that I absolutely need to talk to you about at any time. <laughs> yeah, right. We're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but, so, yeah. We once or twice have watched. I think once or twice we did the thing where we all watched the yeah. like the finale for Arrow at the same so. time and then recorded essentially. But we we kind of like it's hard to schedule that so. I don't think I'm not sure, especially having done podcasts where people watch something at the same time. I'm not sure how much that adds, and it just distracts you in splitting your focus. And I'm already taking yeah. notes, which splits my focus a lot in terms right, right. of like paying attention to the show. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, so yeah. my my process, <laughs> if you want to call it that, is uh, I, I try to watch the show uh, to actually enjoy it, and then I try to watch it again quickly, taking notes while I'm, mm. you know possibly beating other stuff or, you know, just trying to keep track of what's going on. Um, it's been, I haven't been able to do that really with Arrow this past season uh, because it comes out Monday night, which means it gets on iTunes at like 3.30 in the morning. And if I don't watch it 
in the morning before I go to work. I've got to try to watch it right before the show, basically. Uh, so that's why often I will just, I, I will have started recording right after I've seen the stupid thing. Uh, which it, I don't know. I, I, I like. I, I'm really enjoying the way Shield is coming out, and then our recording schedule because I'm actually getting to watch it, yeah, enjoy it, and then like just again tonight. I'm like, oh well, you, well I've got an hour to kill, so I just put it on again and jotted down the the, the synopsis while I was watching and reading other stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I I usually I usually watch them once. I, I'm with yeah. John. I only I don't yeah. generally have time to watch them twice, so I'm usually right. watching and taking notes. But it is tricky because the more entertaining an episode is, the less time I spend on notes. Because I do a lot of like, I'll do That's a lot it. of like jump back, like rewatch the last ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Some a lot of times I will go back and turn the captions on if it I felt like I missed something. Takes me four hours to watch an episode. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. So I don't. I really hate pausing anything. I just want to watch it all the way through. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. So that's why I, I pause like I pause yeah. like crazy. Uh, so that that's why I wanted to watch it uh, last, like last night to actually enjoy it because I've been really enjoying the season. Because uh, I knew that today I would actually just get to take notes as I as I watch. Um, but yeah, I I honestly. Watching something while people are texting at you about it is, uh, <laughs> that's a very rare, that's hard to do. Because if they're more chatty than you are, or if, they're, if they've got different sensibilities, all they're going to do is and just annoy you. Ruin it. Yep. They're going to yeah. ruin yeah. it for you. That's I think right. we'd do okay. But if we could all like sit down in the same room and watch it together, like, yeah, that yeah would but be here's awesome. the thing. Here's the thing. So, I, like, uh, I used to watch Mad Men with a pal and we would text each other all the time. Uh, but they would be like maybe, I don't know, eight texts during the course of a show. Uh, and half of them will like uh, pause for the bathroom break or mix a new cocktail. Uh, and that was annoying enough to the point that like, if we had been in the same room, we would, I swear to God, we would have murdered each other. Like we would have been pissed, you know? And um, it's one thing to text each other. Cause you can, it's a, it's async. Right. But if you're sitting yeah. all in the same room, cracking jokes, now you're just playing right. mystery science theater, and it's not—it's not the same as actually watching the show. It's, it's funny. True. It's I, funny though. It's funny that now you can do that kind of thing cross country because I yeah. remember, you know, when I first moved out to the West Coast, <laughs> I used—I to, told my then girlfriend, now wife, don't call me on Saturday night because the next generation is on on Saturday night, and I'm not picking up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and That's yet, awesome. And yet they're now managed to be married. Um, yeah. I, uh, it just, worked. So, so when we started doing Mad Men. Uh, it was text. It was before iMessage. Um, then, uh, eventually, like, I don't know, a month, two months in, uh, <laughs> I get a message being like, can we switch to some other app? Because have you looked at your phone bill? <laughs> Our texts were costing 75 cents a pop. <laughs> that is an expensive oh, way to watch Canada. Mad Men. Like, that was yeah, getting, really, yeah. Yeah, that was getting really stupid. Anyway, our message saved us a fortune. All right, what is the uh, what is the the superhero team dynamic uh, that we have? <laughs> is yes, there, is clearly. there one? Do we have one? It's, uh, it's it's more like the Doom Patrol than the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably that's that's a good analogy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, I was going to think. You know, hold on, if we were the Justice, I'm thinking if we were the Justice League from the animated version. Oh, <laughs> okay. Let's do that. I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> I like the no. I God, I don't even know where to go with that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Oh my God, Dan, you set it up. I was like, yeah, 
Go for it. I don't know. I, I'd like, you know, am I'm, I? I'm, I'm the question. Do I? Okay. Do I end up being? Yeah. You're okay. You're definitely the question. You're always off on your own conspiracy. That's fine. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, I feel like maybe I'm Martian Manhunter. I just sit in the watchtower all the time. <laughs> like, uh, don't go down to Earth all. But I'm like making sure everything runs okay. So yeah, you actually do hold the show together. Yeah, nothing could happen without you. That's true. <laughs> I have no I, I have no basis of reference for who I, I would be. I <laughs> think John is probably the he's the the Wally West flash from Justice League. Okay. Could be Wally West. I'll buy that. Could just be Ollie Queen. Yeah, that's true. Ollie doesn't make as many appearances in the Justice League show. He's in no, a few of them. But, yeah, but every he's... time he every time he does, he's basically like, F this, I'm right and you're all wrong. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like he's sounds like, right. And he's always about prisoners' rights. So yeah, right. True. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. There's your superhero dynamic. Uh, or I guess oh, yeah. uh, guy is the uh, the Arrow Ollie Queen. Uh, John is Roy Harper because he's parkouring on stuff all the time. If you see John, you know he loves parkour. That's the one thing you realize. Uh, and I'm since in the moonlight. And I'm Dig, just making sure you guys all like know what's up. Okay. Uh, all right. Done. Done. That only took like 15 minutes for that one question. (laughs) We're going to get created this latest page. Uh, (laughs) Listener Sam, what's the ideal amount of time a superhero should wait before revealing their identity to friends, family? Also, please reveal your true identities. I think we just did that part. So (laughs) I'll skip it. Second part answered. First part, ideal amount of time a superhero should wait before revealing their identity to friends, family. If it were me, I would just do it right the hell away. I'd be like, guys, I can freaking fly. Check this shit. Out. <laughs> I could yeah. murder all of you right now with an well, arrow. So that was my, that was my one caveat: is that I wanted a little bit more uh, meat on the bone of this question. It, and I think it's like, as a hero, how many people have I murdered? Because <laughs> are you even really that, a hero? That we did like we did several years on that subject. That would take a yeah. long time. I well, so, that, in that case, you probably should never reveal it. Well, yeah, that's where I'm going. Is that like yeah. uh, when Ollie comes back in season one? Uh, I do not think he should reveal himself to anybody. He does immediately because he's a dummy. But you know, yeah. ideally, you don't yeah. want to do that. I, I uh, if you're the Green Lantern, yeah, whatever. I mean, you're an intergalactic cop at that point. There's no reason to keep your identity a secret. Yeah, but they all wear those dainty little face masks. John Stewart doesn't, though. No, that's because he's a because he's, he's like a badass. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I know what I'm doing. Um, uh, I was gonna say, I feel like they. My favorite bit about, and I think I've talked about this before, but my favorite thing about the MCU is that literally the first movie of the MCU ends with Tony Stark declaring that he is Iron Man, which basically set the pattern for the rest of the mcu movies almost nobody in the mcu has a secret identity almost all of them are either because they're they're silly openly known who they are or they uh, someone made a good point in the incomparable slack when i brought this up recently uh one exception is clint who everybody knows who he is but his family is a secret um which sort of is an interesting inverted version Yeah. yeah but pretty much everybody else with maybe the exception of like Scott Peace. Lang, maybe. Well, Scott Lang yeah. is nobody knows. Right, exactly. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, the thing. Yeah, right, there, right. There's no. There is. There's no pretty much interested. no MCU movie that hinges upon somebody finding out the secret identity. No, and that and is uh, yeah. That, in, that, in, that the, in the comic books, Captain America has a secret identity. Yeah, that's for a long yeah. time. Yeah, 
Like I, I didn't even realize that, but um, going if you go back far enough, he had it, certainly in World War II, it was a secret identity, and and but I think even once he was revived, he, he it was supposed to be a secret identity for a long time. I mean, Thor had a secret identity. Oh right? yeah, like, yeah, that was well, that's he was somebody else. Yeah, but yeah. So anyway, they did they did well, that he used guy to walk did, around with guy, an umbrella, which is why right. the uh... yeah right. yeah. <laughs> so I I I think. I think I am pro, especially because so many of the CW shows leaned heavily on the like nobody can know my secret, etc. Yeah. Um, I think I really love the let's not worry about the secret identity thing, and someday right. it will come back around. But like Superman is kind of Superman and Batman are like the prototypical. Yeah, I have a secret identity. Yeah, and thing. I, I still I still think they they should be secret for that's some fine. reason. I'm yes, not sure I agree. why, but yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's a I different one hundred percent because like right. that's. You know, right. you've got very little going for you. That's try to keep that on your side. Uh, <laughs> Clark, yeah, probably because anybody else could get murdered. So that's, you know. Yeah, right. Anybody knows. Yeah. All right. Uh, reader Tith, Tithiga, I can't, um, apologies in advance for mispronouncing your name, uh, asks, what do you think are the odds that the New Warrior show will ever see the air? Uh, if you're not aware, there was a New Warrior show, I believe all 13 episodes of which were filmed. Uh, oh really? Yeah, and it was supposed to be on uh Freeform, which is uh formerly ABC Family. It is current current version of it unknown. It was a live action half hour sitcom series based on New Warrior, which included Squirrel Girl, uh played yeah. by uh Milana Vantrub and right. uh several other characters. Uh 10 episodes. It was supposed to debut in 2018. It is being shopped elsewhere. Some people theorizing huh. it'll end up on Disney Plus. Um, although I don't believe that it, it's. Well, they they claim part of the MCU, but again, we discussed last week the MC, Marvel television issues. So no idea. I think if you shoot ten episodes of something, you want to make some money on it, so you're going to show it sooner or later. So it just maybe it ends up kind of uh backfilling disney plus is my feeling on it but i think it'll, i think i had, had not heard the status of that i knew it was in production but i didn't know that they had filmed it and was not like being aired yeah because it was a couple of years ago now yeah so yeah maybe getting yeah it's curious i mean same with new mutants right like uh yeah yeah which is also well, been, yeah right right that was but the whole fox I disney mean, you know yeah. different path to that oh yeah different path but same weird limbo that they end up in right? yep Yep. Although yep. I think New Mutants is coming out. I don't know. Uh, it is. It got pushed back, though. Yeah. So. Which is... did I mean, did it? Like, how far back did it get pushed? Uh, I think it's next year now. Yeah. I mean, and the cliff is this year. So, <laughs> you know, maybe they pushed it so far back that uh, it's just gone. Yeah, it's uh, now been scheduled we'll for April 3rd, 2020. Uh, but it was originally scheduled for April 2018. So. Yeah, it's um, yeah. a lot has happened with that, and it's unclear whether or not yeah. it, it will be anything interesting at that point. Yeah. But we, I mean, we have an X Men movie coming out in a week and a bit, and uh, I don't know. Is anybody? Excited? Yeah, nobody uh, is. No, I didn't even see the last one. <laughs> no, I'm like still it's, thinking about Endgame. So it's yep. Charles, Charles, and Eric arguing about a woman again. <laughs> yeah, with about yeah, power. how to control yeah. a woman again. At least, yeah, this exactly. Time looks like it's the woman like, like kicks her ass. God, bit, so. every single time. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, qu- uh, what superhero? This is from uh, listener Cap K A P. What superhero show would you most want to see made on TV? Assuming it was great. Well, I think we assume 
any show that we want to see see on TV would be great. <laughs> I want to see a really crappy version of. Uh, um, I no, I, I so particularly I was going to say my answer was going to be West Coast Avengers. Mm. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Which, which new, new warriors you know, and, might be and, a little bit. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, yeah. I, my initial answer was going to be uh, Great Lakes Avengers, but then I knew that Squirrel Girl was going to be in something, and so I thought, well, I can't answer that. So I thought, well, West Coast Avengers, and now it seems to make even more sense. And it's, it's, since it seems like maybe this new warriors isn't going to show anywhere, but like I think they a comedy somewhere they would be definite room for a comedy in the in the mcu yeah i um i think my options are either i'd like to see more i'd like to see another like visit to the dc animated universe um with the like the bruce tim stuff Mm -hmm. um a continuation of the justice league series was fantastic i really enjoyed that i would love to see more of that uh or potentially a justice league uh, version based on some of those Arrowverse characters that we know uh, could be interesting. Or alternatively, as I think I picked when I had to pick up a show for um, an incomparable episode, uh, a Moon Knight series. Uh, I don't know how you do that or what that is. <laughs> and I've heard there's some talk of something potentially being developed, but I think it would be super messed up and perhaps very, very yeah. different from anything else out there. I, I, I admire your sincere devotion to moon knight it's like a weird <laughs> thing to me but i i dig it you know i'm not even that big a moon knight fan but i feel like i've doubled down based that, on yeah my, yeah that's my what rap. that's what i mean yeah. like you i know you're not that big of a fan it's not like it ever comes up in casual conversation or like our textos that much except when we're cracking a joke at you but like you <laughs> given any opportunity you'll just bring it up which i, I i'm bought I, in i'm bought in yeah speaking yeah, I, of being bought in i would like to see a question show <laughs> All right, we all I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Here's the pitch. Uh, pretty low budget. It's uh, basically a police procedural uh, with uh, Polly Renee Montaya being the question. Um, Vic Sage there is like an older, retired version that she consults every now and then. Um, it basically just does not necessarily murder of the week, but uh, in- investigative detective stuff that, that uh, connects in in weird and interesting ways um could be related to superheroes but uh, as periphery characters basically something that plays on the edges of the superhero world that that is effectively a detective show i think lucifer did a good job of being weird and um uh connected to comics and and having some kind yeah. of uh, supernatural presence at least uh and i think something not akin to lucifer with the lightness of it, but but like a, an actual detective show could be interesting. Like some of the, at least when I was growing up, some of the darker episodes of Magnum PI had a certain vibe to them that I that I think could be updated and be interesting to today. Yeah, oh, it could be interesting too, and it would be yeah. great. That's what we're assuming. Uh, yeah. All right, <laughs> and our last question comes from reader Acid. Uh, I actually, you know what? I just realized his his handle is Acid Flashback. It's just spelled weird. Okay. Oh yeah. Go with guy's it. Been tripping balls, man. <laughs> well, he wants to know if every first of all, this the short two questions. I'll take the latter one first. Should every episode of Shield have someone tripping balls? Uh, <laughs> as funny what? as that would be, I think it's something best used sparingly. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love it, yeah, it was great. Yeah. But you, if you did every episode, it would get boring. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean. 
you can't be tripping balls every day. Like that's that's, that's the not thing, not effective least. if you're like yeah. some sort of like a law enforcement <laughs> cop yeah, superhero. Not that's not good. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, and, that's a Harvey that's a Harvey Keitel movie, is what that is. <laughs> it's a bad lieutenant and bad uh, lieutenant of the TV show. <laughs> The uh, first part of his question, which I've saved for last because this will be the most contentious, although we're running we're running along again. Who would win in a fight between Wild Dog and Sportsmaster? <laughs> Sportsmaster. I agree, actually. I think Sportsmaster would win. Sports Sportsmaster, much like Batman beats everybody, Sportsmaster beats everybody in a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me put it this way. Renee, clearly very good with guns, but Sportsmaster is good with, like, hockey sticks, basketballs, <laughs> curling, probably. Uh, can throw what a couple, like, about? barbells. He's, yeah. All of barbells, exactly. Uh, uh, cable toss. I mean, <laughs> you, you've got a gun. Yeah, Here's a telephone pole. He can drop a telephone pole on your head. That's how good Sportsmaster is. Also, the dude's, know, the dude's name is Crusher Croc, which... Uh, right. I'm just saying, like, right. that's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, I mean, he's got uh, the Ex- biathlon, exploding like, baseballs, rocket exploding. baseball bats. I'm just reading stuff from his Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh exploding you know hockey pucks, basically anything that can be used yeah. in sports explodes, and you're pretty much good. Yeah. Yeah. He is the well, master of sports. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, acid flashback, but I think uh, I think you knew the answer to this one before you wrote exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah, yep. right. Right. Well, yeah, we're just glad to have confirmed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. Oh, as always, that's the end that's the end of our letters page. As always, if you have a question for us that you'd like to hear us address on air, feel free to shoot us a uh, a note at biff at the incomparable.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Biffcast, uh, or hit us up on our fax machine at five 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 five. Uh, just not a, an actual, uh, just not an actual fax machine, <laughs> right? Uh, w- okay, we. I really appreciated that. Evan, like uh, Dan put out a, a call for letters this morning, and we got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, looking at how much time we spent on that, we may <laughs> we may limit <laughs> what we answer. Uh, we might pick two. That's have no fear. <laughs> we'll fair. probably get to. We'll probably get to it. Like we 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 will. But I mean, we can't spend like half an hour cracking jokes about it. <laughs> Yeah. We, may, we may have to backlog them that way when we have some we may, some slow we may weeks. need to backlog them yeah, yeah. it right. depends but if please... guys done the re- it depends if guys done the recap <laughs> right oh, God. that recap was fun we all jumped in we had a good time it was like you guys want to do laps and i just want to play in the this pool is, this, this is going to be the talk show of superhero podcasts. yeah yeah it's gonna okay it's gonna be awful. all right uh well before we wrap up this week i think we have one more thing we have, we have we one do. more thing to announce one more thing guy's gonna come out behind the curtain and he's gonna he's gonna announce this one so years ago i promised i made a <laughs> solemn promise about <laughs> to save this city <laughs> and i promised to do it to save to save your torso to save your torso i promised to do it while wearing some nice looking casual wear <laughs> and it turns out that finally finally we are very happy to announce that we actually have a t-shirt on sale which, which guess what not for this show but for the previous show <laughs> For the previous show, for the show that we just canceled readers, and replaced with this show, readers John and I show. are as amazed as you are. If if you would like to support the show that we no longer do, boy, do we have a T-shirt for you. Um, 
I did make a promise, and I and I I stick by my promise. And here's the funny thing: I don't know how many times I've told you before that we actually have a T-shirt for sale. Or is, but it's it's non-zero. It's actually true now. Yeah, this is actually honest to god true. Yeah, really, really. Uh, And I like them very much. I think they they look great. They are fantastic looking. They are very yeah. nice. Very I'm still nice. waiting for mine. I guess I, th- I feel like I should get some sort of owner's rate, and I haven't been offered one yet. But. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat. We'll chat. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Like, wait, you got to do that on the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not getting any satisfaction any other way. So. Oh, God. If we had been really yeah. thinking ahead, we would have had like a catchy URL for people to put into. I have nothing, so I'll put the link to this in the, in the show notes. Please, next week. Next week, we'll next week, we'll have a catchy URL to go to. Uh, yes. Where you can but get your shirt. What you can do is go to Cotton Bureau and search for one of two things: either the Speedy Arrowcast or Biff Conklin. Either one will get you to to the to the one shirt. Um, it is the Loneliest Duty T-shirt. It features <laughs> it features the official logo of um, the brave men and women tasked with defending the prison on Lee and you. <laughs> and uh, it is our solemn commitment to, to them. If you like, if you would like to look like a guard on an island in the middle of nowhere that is 100% tasked with trapping Australians in cages without toilets, this is a t-shirt for you. <laughs> Go buy it. I, I honestly, I, I really do think that you'll enjoy it. And I'm sorry it took so long. That's, yep. <laughs> that's on me. It really is on me. Frankly, we are hoping that that anyone will. <laughs> want this so yeah, <laughs> yeah prove us right uh and uh yeah we're, we're very excited to finally have that on sale it only took us several years to do but we're nothing if not i don't even know what eventual? adjective i was gonna go for yeah no. eventual inevitable we're, not, inevitable. <laughs> we're like we're like thanos it's just like we're thanos. inevitable <laughs> yep <laughs> that's right so yeah check yeah. that out i'll put a link in the show notes and you it's it's basically it's on a nice sale shirt. perpetually it's, it's a, a nice shirt, shirt. It's it a really nice shirt. is comes in uh yeah. your choice of military green or military green uh and <laughs> two different kinds of military two, two, yes yeah we got two our 100 percent cotton option for people yeah. like that we got our tri-blend option for people like that so you know go check it out uh and we appreciate your support for the show and we appreciate you tuning in every week that brings us to the end of this issue of biff and uh i'd like to thank my co-host as always guy english thanks for being here I'm never going to forget Moltz for <laughs> stepping on my tripping balls line. Taking that one to my grave, you need, to, you need to text me beforehand. <laughs> John Moltz, always a pleasure. I would just like to, you know, recommend that people wear the t-shirt that Slade had to look at for several years. That's true. It's a good call. That's rough. That's rough. Uh, thank you all out there for listening along, reading the transcripts, sending your letters. And generally just being awesome, supportive fans on Twitter and elsewhere. We've really appreciated it. You've made this show, uh, which was already a delight for us to do, even better if such a thing were possible. So uh, we will see you next time. loneliestduty.com is available. Oh. Leanu.com is not available. Who the yeah, hell has that? that? Us... What about lian, lianu.gov? 
Oh my god. That's going to get us sued by a lot of people. Leanu.mil. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we can get that.